0: Welcome to the Proletarian Contrarian. The leftist podcast dedicated to the reevaluation of all your favorite crappy films. I'm Nick and I'm Lewis. And um guess who's back, baby? <laughs> we're we're <laughs> we are not dead. Back again. Yeah, it's uh you know, it's been a been a weird month, COVID month, kind of kind of recuperating, dealing with some um not personal stuff just sh- nothing bad just shit's yeah. been busy we just
1: we just have lives um and sorry we couldn't entertain you fools um we're just not here to be you know little monkeys in suits for you um no we we love you all especially you labor giant hello i know you missed us um
0: <laughs> he he said he's been catching up um good I, I think he should assuming he's been listening at the same pace still he should catch up right to uh, when this comes out. Damn, he can just climax in that moment. Good, <laughs> good. <laughs> we love you, Leaper Giant. We, we love, love all our. We love all our fans. Yes, we, love all our fans. we
1: do. We love all of our fans. All of our uh, previous guests. Um, we just had a big guest month, but two big guest months actually, and um, yeah. yeah, it takes a lot out of us. We got it. We had to recuperate from that
0: yeah guest guest episodes are really fun and i honestly do enjoy them and we haven't had a bad one yet no mm-hmm. um but yeah it it is just the coordination level like with with, with me and you we haven't done to a science it's just yeah. like getting up to yeah getting getting newbies up to speed um right lab, labor of love and our science is is not an immortal science folks sorry
1: no it is <laughs> it is we're, we're still Marxists, we promise um but yeah, so we will. We're going to talk about a movie today. Um,
0: yeah, um, one of our, this is second time appearance for the director. Third, I believe. third. What's the first?
1: Uh, Domino.
0: Right. And well, then what's, Mission to Mars. The
1: All this year, third. too. This is yep. the third oh, one geez. this year. Third for the Jesus. podcast. Third for the year.
0: Yeah. Well, Magic number three. Uh, for for procon uh pantheon permanent seat uh holder brian de palma
1: yeah he is really zeus i mean if we're gonna go with the greek yeah. mythology he's he's right on top he's Zeus. he would
0: be he would be zeus uh carpenter would be king of the underworld oh yeah Hades. for sure yeah um i think like i don't know who who else who else do we have oh zach snyder obviously <laughs> snyder <laughs> yeah. snyder can be
1: poseidon definitely <laughs> definitely yeah Um, I don't really know. Is there? I mean, there's got to be like a trickster god in Greek mythology, right?
0: Like, um, June, June, caller, caller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, June, (laughs) mythology expert. I guess maybe like Hermes. He's kind of Hermes. Okay, that's Joe Dante. Yeah. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes, Nice. nice. That's what
1: I was building to there. Um. But yeah. So Brian De Palma, and it makes sense too. Brian De Palma, like he kind of looks like Zeus, except like schlubbier he's like a schlubby zeus Sun <laughs> um, <laughs> zeus. zeus brian de palma um but uh yeah this is his 2007 film redacted um which i almost ended his career uh <laughs> which is to say yeah. a lot of films have tri- have almost done that before but this one really i mean you could almost say it kind of did the man's made very small films after this um that no one has seen, and really, no one saw this one either. We'll get to that in a
0: second. <laughs> yeah. The, so th- this this is an anti-Iraq War movie. Yes. Um. It it is it is definitely a very politically charged movie made made like very fairly recently into the actual war itself. Um. Came out in two thousand seven as, yeah. as we said. So what four years um, into the f- war? probably probably three three years and change honestly right. yeah especially um, when they
1: started filming and all that yeah
0: mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean like there there was a boycott redacted.com yes. website uh <laughs> bill o'reilly called for called for boycotts yep
1: yep i'm actually probably going to end the episode with the bill o'reilly clip it's great
0: yeah we could uh could have O there uh, uh you know uh you know sign us off or whatever got him really pissed off like uh, fucking thing sucks
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah no he did i think he did i know he did at least one segment on it where he called for boycotts of the film or actually i think he called for both boycotts and for people just to stand outside and hold up uh, support the troop signs and to go to dallas maverick games because mark cuban who produced he this film them. of course owns the dallas mavericks so he wanted yes. people to go to dallas maverick games with support the troop signs he was like nothing negative only positive
0: uh oh god if, if, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do o'reilly you have to be way more condescending just like nothing negative you know just have it really positive signs <laughs> showing yes. that we support the troops <laughs> yes so good paternalistic actually, that is really good um, get, you know, just you, paternalistic irish catholic <laughs> my patern- paternalistic <laughs> Irish Catholic uh, mentality. Yeah, it's <laughs> ingrained. Um, but
1: yeah, so this so this film is not only um, a anti Iraq war film, but it does dramatize a, a specific incident in of of the Iraq War, um, where soldiers, U.S. soldiers, uh, in Mamoudia, Mamoudia, Iraq, um, they. Uh, Trigger warning. I mean, this whole episode, really, honestly, trigger warning for everything that we're going to talk about here. Um, They killed a family um, and first raped a 14-year-old girl, Iraqi girl. Um, And that happened 2006. So this was a quick turnaround for this movie. I mean, this movie they probably started filming probably right after that happened. And they got this thing out in 2007. Um, it's, It's some heavy stuff. Um, but it's not the first time De Palma. Um, you know, this is this is this is a retread for De Palma. He does this in 1989 uh, with the film *Casualties of War*, uh, based on a, a real incident that happened in Vietnam. Same thing, basically.
0: Yeah, I that I have never seen that movie. I, I've seen maybe like bits and pieces of it. I, I've seen the ending actually, um, just like flipping through channels one time like years ago. But I I was I was struck by the similarity in subject matter. Um, it's essentially the same plot. Oh yeah. To, to the best of my knowledge, just sexual assaults happens and killing happen by U.S. troops during a, a very unpopular and, and politically charged war. Um, some soldiers fo- fighting their conscience, try try to bring it to light. And then there's political fallout in, in the aftermath. Um, but to based on my spotty knowledge of casualties of war and and having just seen redacted it's it's presented very differently. Oh yes. 100%. Um, and very interestingly in how in how different it is too. Yeah, casualties of war is more of a hollywood film. Um Yeah, it's a, it's like a movie. It's, a movie. So it's just like a Yeah, it feels like a normal movie that pl- people would a, a plotted movie. A plotted yes. movie
1: that you'd go to see in theaters and we could probably talk about longer because there's more that happens in that movie um and has Mm -hmm. big name stars you know michael j fox is the more conscientious one of the group sean penn and john c reilly are like the assholes Um, i forget who else is in that movie um it's a longer film too and it deals more with the repercussions like there's i it's it becomes like a courtroom drama towards the end and um there's some flashback stuff that happens actually the whole film is really a flashback it's bookended by um michael j fox in san francisco after the war and uh it's actually it's, it's actually hilarious why he has this this daydream he's on the bart or you know he's or he's on some version of transport yes. in San Francisco. i've seen this yeah. part i've seen this yeah. part and he literally just sees a vietnamese woman and yes. like he just starts having this daydream of his time in vietnam <laughs>
0: I I do know that um, the actress that plays that random woman he sees is the same actress that plays the woman who's raped and killed. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, like, like deliberately just different character, but same actress. Yeah. It, it's like a th- a thing he's doing.
1: Yeah, it's it's those um, those doppelgangers that you see throughout the Palma films. Um, mm. You know, yes. it's. It's not my favorite De Palma film. It's not my least favorite De Palma film, but I. What's I, your
0: what, what's your favorite and least
1: favorite? My favorite, oof, geez, um, that's a good question.
0: Not not that we like to pick favorites, but like yeah, what what are what are a couple of your favorites? I mean, I I really like Femme Fatale. Uh,
1: Phantom of the Paradise is 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 top of the you know one of the ones that got me mm-hmm. into Brian De Palma, so I think it's a perennial favorite for me, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Body Double, I would say. Be just because just it, it, it really crystallizes his like hitchcock bona fides um sure sure
0: but yeah and i put redacted more, more, up there i like redacted a lot actually more interestingly what's your least favorite um or some some of your again some of some of your yeah least is we,
1: don't, we don't, we don't... definitely one of my least favorite of his um I wasn't the biggest fan of passion that was one of his newer ones which was a remake mm. of a french film called love crimes it's just it just he was trying to do the hitchcock thing again he was trying to have that you know lightning in a bottle but it just it, it didn't work um sure but i don't think there's any like Beren de palma film i hate you know like i couldn't say yeah. there's like one that i'm just like oh this is worthless
0: i'm just looking at like i i doing the live action research i just clicked on his name on wikipedia just he he has fucking bangers he has like carry Just to kill scarface the untouchables mission impossible blowout carlito's way just like i don't know he he's good <laughs>
1: he's good folks He's good folks he's good you know um people might try and come for him but you can't come for the king you can't come for zeus you know it nope. just doesn't doesn't work <laughs>
0: uh also I'm, I'm sure we've mentioned this i think we mentioned this on the domino episode but his birthday is september 11th yes which is dope <laughs> he
1: <laughs> has the best birthday he really does oh it's so brian de palma and i think we also said this in on one of the episodes that he looks like old man felix beaterman
0: yes he does <laughs> he really does he's <laughs> he, he felix beaterman is hercules and he's zeus
1: yeah yes oh for sure because
0: because because felix lifts
1: so. yeah. <laughs> he Yes. he's swole um this film is interesting because, as we said, um, Mark Cuban, executive producer. I think he actually like gave the five the the whole budget, the five million, like came from Mark Damn. Cuban. Um, thank you, thank you, Shark Tank. Thank you, Shark Tank. <laughs> uh, thank you, Dallas Fabrics. Um, but yeah, he has. So he owns Landmark Theaters, which I worked for one. I worked at gotcha. the Kendall Square Cinema in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Oh, so this,
0: this is the nepotism episode. Yeah, this is the nepotism episode.
1: <laughs> no, I worked there in, uh, later than this. So I uh, and I never met Mark Cuban. I've had friends who met him because they worked at other landmark theaters. And they said he Do you was, have any – They just said he was a anecd- dick. An- yeah, yeah, I was going to say, a- do you have any anecdotes you feel comfortable sharing? Yeah, he said he sucked. Like I had a friend who worked at uh, St. Louis uh, landmark, and they met him, and he was just a dick. So – yeah. Um, but but yeah so magnolia pictures which is the company that distributed this is owned by mark cuban under his uh company 2929 entertainment um which also owns landmark theaters and a bunch of other stuff sure Um, and you know he went to the mat for the film a lot of people who would get you know, a a prime spot on Bill O'Reilly's show where they're being, you know, maligned and, you know, he's issuing all these boycotts. I think a lot of other producers would pull the film and say, yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. But Mark Cuban kept it. And, you know, granted, it wasn't like a, you know, a wide engagement. It was probably in a select few theaters, you know, um, maybe New York, Chicago, L.A., something like that. But he still showed it
0: yeah i mean just just given the political leanings of this show we we clearly have there, there's no love lost between us and mark human <laughs> but um all i mean that that said and all things considered um he i mean it, it took guts to to make this kind of statement in 2007 um we we're we're old enough that we remember the the, the iraq war the, the political climate of, of the sure. of the bush years sure. um and I, I certainly wasn't as politically knowledgeable as I am today. Like, no, I'm so politically knowledgeable today, oh, but like, we are um, so
1: smart, folks.
0: I was I was a dipshit teenager, and like I I, I was didn't saying, know yeah. We, we we didn't know anything. No. We didn't know anything. But that said, I knew enough that like, shit was very bad in, in in the arena of U.S. Uh, foreign policy. Um, shit was very bad shit was unconscionable i i knew that much at least i didn't know the specifics i wasn't paying attention to the news um but i the political climate of the time was like you you couldn't say objectionable things or or do objectionable things in public or on the news right like you couldn't um sam cedar of the of the majority report um one thing that he can he he has brought up repeatedly over the years is that um uh janine garofalo oh, yeah his former his former co-host mm-hmm. in the majority report she was like the only famous person who would consistently go on the news to to question the the bush administration like like that was the level of um of like the 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 omnipresence of just the narrative like like the the unquestionable narrative oh you we have to support the troops why it, it's un-american to do so right. it, it was that reductive it was that like pervasive yeah um i mean you couldn't play certain songs on the radio you know mm-hmm. um yep i think that was At, more of like a certain
1: like station to station thing i don't think that it was, was a
0: station to station thing but like i i think like in the the months after 9-11 it was it was like it was like a industry-wide agreement yeah um think things like weird al's christmas at on zero you couldn't yeah. play on the radio yeah, you couldn't play uh
1: imagine you couldn't play uh john yep. lennon's imagine yeah no yep. there's a lot of stuff that they just pulled and of course i mean you know think of what happened to the dixie chicks um mm-hmm. when they yep. you know they they said they were not in support of the war or george bush i mean people burned their records and you know bonfires
0: um, and a uh, uh, freedom fries. Freedom
1: that? fries. <laughs> yep. Instead of French fries. You know, just all kinds of crazy shit um, yep. that a lot of our listeners are are probably aware of. You know, maybe some of our uh, Gen Z Nick's brother Paul uh, might not remember
0: <laughs> these things specifically. ProCon ProCon contributor Paul, <laughs> uh, Scooby Doo contributor. Yeah, Scooby Doo. Um, I will. S- <laughs> I, I would like to plug. um the podcast blowback yeah. produced um by Noah Cohen and Brendan James yep. um it's a limited run it's like 10 episodes and like maybe two or three bonus episodes yeah but it's it's like one of the most comprehensive texts of the Iraq war specifically the Iraq war and like the lead up to it the events itself a little bit of the fallout the culture surrounding it it's 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 really good yeah stuff.
1: and and the media specifically um, yes, and how the media media is you know implicated in in the war, uh, and just you know their are rallying cries for the war, uh,
0: a lot of which is present in this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um,
1: so yeah, what else about the production of this movie? Um, what I love about this, and I think you know we've mentioned that I like uh, non actor. Uh, yeah actors um non-professional <laughs> actors um at, i mean i think they are actually all trained actors like i think they've gone on to do other roles but they were they were they're not famous you know and I, they're not famous now they weren't famous in 2007 these guys right um, yeah you've probably seen them on tv maybe they've done some tv roles here and there but they're not leading men you know um yeah no there, there was nobody
0: recognizable like not not even like a cameo or anything Um, yeah
1: you know it's it's like there's a few sergeants who you'd think like oh they can put like a big name here but i think right this script was probably toxic i think there are a lot of people who just did not want to have any involvement in this production so he had to get you know these up-and-coming actors um Mm -hmm.
0: yeah sticking specifically with just the wikipedia list of the cast not going to imdb or anything um only one name really has any body like there, there are only 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 two of the names have links yeah. like of their own pages yeah yeah and and only one of them has like an extensive film and tv career following redacted gotcha which one is that uh happy anderson um he plays the units battalion commander so he's in like two seasons. Like, that... yeah he's in that, like... yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, he he he's a pretty prolific TV actor, it looks like okay, interesting. he play he he plays Tweedledee on Gotham. Holy shit. Nice. Of of, of Tweedled, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Um, yeah. yeah. That's yeah,
1: incredible. Yeah. I don't Amazing. even have him listed here because he's in so few scenes in this movie. Um but you know, the cast is and really if he, if any of you out there know any of these names kudos to you um izzy diaz ty jones Kell O'Neill, daniel stewart sherman and patrick carroll i don't know any of them
0: the um yeah the the only other person um that has another the, the only other name that has a has a link is Kell O'Neill. okay um and <laughs> this is kind of funny um I mean, uh, it sucks for him, but it, it's just amusing. He he was supposed to be in uh, PTAs. There will be blood, but he was fired halfway through production, replaced by Paul Dano.
1: Damn. Yep. I could see him being that character.
0: Yeah. I wonder
1: yep, what he happened. He was that character. Wow, that's
0: funny. Yeah, I mean he he's 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 kind of recovered. He's done some other things. He's like a apparently a director. He's he's worked on some projects. Um, but yeah, that, that's a pretty, that's a pretty rough blow to be fired halfway through. Halfway through, there will be blood. Yeah, I wonder if and like we, we can find any roles. of that
1: footage out there. Interesting. Yeah. Release the Kell O'Neill cut. Release the Kell O'Neill cut. Release, release the De Palma cut. <laughs> Imagine De Palma
0: making there will be blood. Holy shit, that'd be nuts. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, this movie, the budget, as we said, was as as we surmise it's probably put up entirely by Mark Cuban. Uh five million dollars. Uh made back <laughs> seven hundred and eighty two thousand. <000.
1: laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. Seven hundred and eighty two thousand dollars, period. It, That's it. Not seven hundred and eighty
0: two million. No, seven hundred and eighty two yeah.
2: thousand and one hundred and two dollars. Yes. It made
0: back it made back nothing. This this was this was not a box office smash. No. but it's uh, this similar nor-
1: numbers to Domino too his last film. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. basically the same. I don't think it was made for as much, but still it made nothing.
0: Uh nor was redacted a critical smash. Um it currently sits at dead heat on the tomato meter uh, 45% for the critical score, 45% for the audience score. That's a first, I think. That's a program. First first, first for this show. Yeah. Definitely. That's why we, we 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 would have remembered if that happened before. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just it's surprising that it's that high
1: for either, though. Honestly,
0: um, I could. I mean, the the critical scores are kind of like frozen in time. It's like a snapshot oh, yeah. of when these things mm. were reviewed. Those are I, so for sure. Yeah. So, so my guess would have been that the audience score would be higher in retrospect, as as more people The occasional person sees it and reviews it. You know. Right.
1: I just think who who actually wants to like create an account and review something on rotten tomatoes you know like i I guess there's thousands of people who do it but are you gonna go out of your way to do it for redacted is the question that's
0: true that's true like the 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 45 percent that are pro are probably like diploma completionists lefties um people who are into like more experimental yeah films um what's our what's our excuse though why aren't
1: we reviewing redacted on rotten tomatoes to skew this in our favor
0: we can because, get this baby to a 46 oh, percent. Oh, no 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 i i, I got it because as this movie says uh going going with the uncertainty principle in quantum mechanics you cannot view something without altering it oh and we cannot damn. we cannot view rotten tomatoes as a user without altering it that's so true. we have to we, we we can't make a rotten tomato score it would be a betrayal of our of our podcast mission damn that's deep i'd say um it's a tough spot to
1: be in, too, to just be the observer and let these terrible things happen, which is just like this Literally, <laughs> the plot of this film. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, do we want to get the, the loathsome content out of the way? There, uh, there no, is one... I mean,
1: it's at the end. It's, that's it's fair. The end that's part fair. of the movie, so once we get there, we'll get there. That's fair. Um, And there's really not much of a plot. There's not much of a plot breakdown to do here.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, we we kind of we're kind of getting back into form with this episode. It's it's kind of um, stretching off the inactivity a little bit, but also like this movie is weird because you know the plot already. Yeah, right? we told like, you. We, we, just, we we said it. We it's you. like it, it's that it's that simple. Um, American soldiers in, a, in in Iraq during the Iraq War um, rape and kill ra- rape a girl, kill her and her family, burn down the house. Um, and are brought up on charges, and like the soldiers deal with the aftermath. Yeah, like like that's it. Like that's, but it but it's the way that it's told. It's it's the innovative way, pre- pretty interesting way that it's told. Um, I think so. And a lot of a lot of critics
1: uh, dislike this film because of the way it's told. Um, even Jonathan Rosenbaum was like, eh, I kind of like what De Palma's trying to do, but it's. You know, it, it kind of fails here and there. I don't know. I don't think it fails at what it's trying to do. Like, I think it's successful.
0: Yeah, I think um, it, it was pretty cutting edge for the time. Like, not not technology wise, no. but like narr- narratively, like incorporating uh new media in a way that was that was cutting edge for the time. Um, and in inter- from like a a script or a writing perspective. Um, and I I think it aged well. I think it aged well. Yeah.
1: I, I know that people didn't like um, some of the, because so it, it, within the diegetic film, uh, one of the uh, soldiers, Angel Diaz, no, uh, sorry, Angel Salazar, played by Izzy Diaz, he yeah. is making a uh, diary using a, a commercial grade uh, camcorder um, mm-hmm. that he films he, he- everything
0: on he explicitly wants to get into film school
1: yeah that's right he wants to go to usc um so this is this is you this, this is, is your is cow- me <laughs> i'm angel salazar um and he yeah so he films everything and he's like i'm gonna show this to usc and, and they'll have to get me in also i'm a veteran um yep. and he said you know he was too poor to get into usc so he's gonna have to use a gi bill basically yep. to get in yep. um plus this footage that he shoots and um, nice,
0: nice nice little class consciousness yeah there's there. some there's some class consciousness like there's some there's some pretty good politics in this film like i mean
1: mm-hmm. besides you just being anti-war like there is some interesting like class stuff throughout this film
0: there there is one thing i don't like but i'll let you c- continue your thing here and we can circle back okay um but
1: yeah so it's it's it looks like um a handheld camera obviously it wasn't shot on handheld camera it was shot on a nicer camera that is made yeah. to look shitty um and there, so there's like these uh, these funky transitions sometimes. Like there's that like literal I like shattering it. glass transition that like it makes the and it's, noise. It's the,
0: it, it is exactly something like a dipshit twenty year old yes trying to be like deep would do yes, exactly so good. I think the verisimilitude yeah. is there.
1: Like that's the reality yep. of of that. And then the the fake French documentary. How pretentious that is. That's um, another huge element. Yeah. Um,
0: so yeah a, a a french documentary crew is is embedded in the unit and they're just like getting footage and 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 every, every so often um angels coverage will just like cut to the much more professional and polished looking uh french crew's footage um and and those those segments have like french voiceover and, and yes. subtitles. subtitles <laughs> uh, it's just like so it's like <laughs> it's like the, the suffering of these innocent, yes. like, innocent Middle Easterners are like, uh, how how could the Americans do this? Yeah. It's, it's like, like this so... total
1: like Orientalism going on. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's shot in like the Iraqi yellow uh, filter. Yep. Yep. Which yep. the rest of the film is not actually to its credit. Yes. Um, it's kind of just this very washed out look um, yeah. that you would probably get, you know, if you don't white balance an HD cam, um, mm-hmm. is what you, that's how it would look.
0: Um, Although, just to be fair, one one word word of a f- one word of defense for the French, they were infamously not a member of the coalition of the willing, so they, they get a little they they get a little bit of bandwidth here. I think yeah. they they get a little bit of breathing room. Fair enough. the 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 freedom price thing, the, those, right? Those the freedom was price the...
1: thing is exactly. It. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so there's a the French documentary which I also I forgot about that entirely. So when the the credits come up for the fake documentary, it says like barrage, yes. which is um, the French word for checkpoint, because this is surrounding a, a checkpoint um, right. and the, the squad that, it, it you know, man's the checkpoint in um, uh, Samara, Samara, Iraq, which is a real mm. place. Um, it's not where the real event happened, but um, it is a real town in
0: Iraq. Um, I, I, I like the checkpoint. They... Um... The sense of place in yes. the checkpoint in the barracks are very well established oh, yeah. like we we return we return to them multiple times. It's never too much, but it's enough to like, okay, so it's it's a bridge and the barricade is back here and there's like a a tent over here and like it just you just remember it. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's just very well set up the whole geography,
1: right? And that's Brian De Palma, you know. I mean, that's yeah. what he does yeah. well. He and if it, if it's a scene that we're literally going to go back to a few times, or if it's a scene we just see once during a set piece, he makes sure you he makes sure you understand the geography of that space yeah. because that's his medium is working with that space, and it's something like I think he just understands because of his training as a filmmaker. I mean, he, he went to film school, obviously, but he also did a lot of experimental theater stuff. Um, he it's Actually, he went to Sarah Lawrence from for uh, a spell, did some experimental stuff for some workshops, and that's where he met Robert De Niro uh, at Sarah oh, Lawrence. Cool. Yeah, and they worked on a lot of experimental stuff and a lot of plays at that time. Um, and I think this film also kind of feels like a play as well with just like the, the, the few characters yeah. there are, the bare bones crew and cast of this film, um, yeah. and the minimal locations. I mean, it's three or four locations
0: at most. It it does feel very play. Like it has, it has, um, and the locations feel very like not, not empty, but sparse. Yeah. Oh, in, yeah. And like, it- but not not in a fake way. You no, know? like like it's it's well they're well constructed. and They feel real. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's not like a lot of crap or clutter in the way.
1: No, yeah. I mean, it, this could easily be adapted to like a black box theater. Like um, yes, just really yeah. sparse sets. Maybe no set. Just you know, literal black box. One or two props. That's it. You know. Um, but and it was filmed in Jordan, so it was film. It was filmed. Mm-hmm uh on location in jordan um i try there's some behind the scenes stuff on the dvd not much so i couldn't i don't know how much they constructed how much they just like found shit i don't know like the warehouse that the squad is in like their barracks Oh yeah. i don't know if that's a constructed set i have no idea um, it
0: could easily be it could easily not be it right. doesn't
1: you know, you know I, don't, I, I have no, yeah it just it looks real it's that verisimilitude again um but what else um, is, what else happens in this what are what are the, what are the, the things the, that are
0: good about this movie everything it's the it best is. movie ever folks <laughs> <laughs> it, it is good I, I would recommend this to people um the the book appointment in samara has um pretty pretty weighty thematic uh, relevance here yes talk the, about that book then no- yeah the <laughs> the the no- the novel appointment in samara by uh, john o'hara um the i guess the good soldier the good guy um What's his name? Gabe Blix. Yeah, Gabe Blix. Gabe Gabe Blix. He's like he's the nerd character. He's the college educated one, and that's the one thing I didn't like about the politics of this movie. Um, they take care to mention that the college educated family man is the good guy. Yeah, yeah, that's Um, true. Whereas the the Southern Hicks with Confederate flags on their bunks are are like they're 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 the rapists, of course. Yeah.
1: that was yeah that was a little They're, too obvious because literally the two good guys are college educated like one of them his dad is a lawyer
0: well it's it's even it's even deeper because like the the one the the, the best one quote-unquote the best one the most moral one uh the one who steps forward at the end his dad's a lawyer he's college educated he like he reads novels on his bunk oh. uh the two rapists are reading like maxim on, on their bunks yeah, and yeah. everything and they have, have and they have Hustler a it the whole time yeah and then the the one caught in the middle, the one who wants to watch the rape and record it for for his footage, but then feels conflicted about it later. He's kind of good, but he's kind of bad. Yeah. He wants he wants to go to college, right? So yes. he's like aspiring. It it, it right. tracks, Angel's right? Character, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe the class
1: politics are fucked up in this movie, folks.
0: <laughs> they're interesting. Well, but they're there. There's something yeah. to talk about. The the odds in the Bush era were a re- pretty um the the politics of that time like class may, maybe this is like my me looking back at my childhood but like people didn't know about class that much like they didn't like yeah the i i the idea of like class stratification of, of course everybody knows about it but like it wasn't a part of the of, of the political conversation yeah it definitely wasn't in the foreground that's for sure um not not as much as like this nationalist fervor that gripped the country in the fallout of 9-11 right yeah
1: that's true you know and even like the the class politics around like recruitment and stuff i mean those are conversations that you'd hear if you were in leftist spaces right i mean it's not mm. it's not a national conversation where people were like oh the poor kids are you know being recruited out of high school it's you know that's kind of it's really not even a mainstream talking point now it's i i
0: honestly think um most apolitical people who who don't think about politics who 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 just vote in presidential elections and that's it um i only think if they are comfortable enough to be able to ignore class stratification it only became real for them after um occupy wall street yeah, was the thing that's true that 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 was the thing that like like say say whatever you want about occupy wall street but the one thing it did on a national level is like just burn the concept of the 99 percent versus the 1 into people's minds Yeah. no definitely true um but yeah i mean that that said the, the class politics are kind of wonky here but yeah. um but yeah so i'm okay with them having confederate flags though the bad guys being
1: confederates
0: yeah no that, so that, that's with that. That, no that, that's <laughs> th- this is a piece of propaganda this movie yeah. and that is it's a good thing that it is yeah it's it, it's good propaganda is not bad it's just what it's about because everything's propaganda um but yeah We're so we gonna Gabe, do the Gabe usual re- thing
1: we do marvel films folks propaganda
0: <laughs> that is propaganda it's true it really we, is we, we should we should do a pro-con uh, sermon about like my thoughts on what the, the 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 our thoughts on the like the trajectory of superheroes i yeah, just hear thoughts i'll but, just be there i'll just, just, make, I'll I'll just be, be eating, eating popcorn, popcorn. <laughs> yeah you, <laughs> yes. i'll
1: just have asmr but, chewing noises <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs>
0: we should uh or, or like little click like plastic clicks of you playing with the my orders. legos yeah the legos of legos. the characters that you're of the characters <laughs> that i'm trashing yeah. <laughs> um but yeah ga- the gabe character he's reading a novel um appointment in samara and the title of this book is a reference to uh somerset Maugham's retelling of an ancient mesopotamian tale right uh in the epigraph it is read verbatim in the movie and it's not that long so i'm going to read it now um a merchant in Baghdad sends his servant to the marketplace for provisions. Soon afterwards, the servant comes home, white and trembling, and tells him that in the marketplace he was jostled by a woman, whom he recognizes as death, who made a threatening gesture. Borrowing the merchant's horse, uh, the servant flees at great speed to Samara, a distance of about 75 miles, where he believes death will not find him. The merchant then goes to the marketplace and he sees death, and he asks why she made the threatening gesture to his servant. She replies, "That was not a threatening gesture. It was only a stare of surprise. I was astonished to see him in Baghdad, for I have an appointment with him tonight in Samara." Dun, dun, so dun. the idea that death, death or lethality follows you like a shadow—you can never escape right. it They're, by by even engaging with these things at all on any level. You, you've already sealed your fate. It it it's just managing the technical details in the way. Yeah. Um. And and I yeah the location of choosing Samara as as the location for this movie I, I can only assume De Palma read this I, yeah that's intentional. Um, this is one of the few films that he he wrote as well. He doesn't
1: write a ton of them. Interesting. Um, and, and there's no other writer credit. It is just him. So he wrote and directed this one.
0: I mean I I think it's fair to say it's a clear adaptation of sorts of uh, Casualties of yeah, War for sure. He's, yeah, and
1: um, you know, I guess you could say that these are all his politics. Then, um, uh, you know, as of most films are the politics of the director, but even more so when it's the director slash writer. Um, yes, you know, so he he brings his own. Um, again, as always, he brings his own kind of quirks uh, to this film. So this, you know, this retelling of the story here, and the you know the. I, the character literally holding up the book you know appointment in Samara um right. the the use of the um the uh Sarah band movement uh of uh, the, the the handle uh uh suite
0: from uh Barry Linden yes oh yeah that was <laughs> in specifically in the context of the French doc yes crew yeah mm-hmm. yeah good stuff that's was- that was good stuff uh there was there was an interesting um shot in the beginning i think it was gabe or an- actually i think it was angel he looks down and he sees he sees a scorpion yes. crawling out of the ground mm-hmm. um and over the scorpion our aunt, ants are just swarming it yeah presumably eating eating it um and then he he whips out his camera and he grabs a, he grabs some footage of that yeah. And that's,
1: that's during um, the French documentary portion. So it's like that, you know, Iraq yellow filter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, it's actually a reference to, I think um, the wild bunch, the Sam Peckinpah film, the wild bunch. There's a scene in mm-hmm. the beginning of that where some children um, are playing and the, the wild bunch, the eponymous wild bunch, they, they see the children and they're like, Oh, what are you playing with children? And then they look and they see in this little barricade they made of sticks they have a dead scorpion, and mm. all these ants eating it. Um. <laughs> totally, yeah.
0: You've actually—I keep meaning to watch that movie because we we talked about this like two months ago, and I'm I'm definitely going to make time to see it this weekend.
1: Yes, yeah, that was the. I was thinking the other day. I was like, "What is it what's that film that I told Nick you should watch? The it Wild was the Bunch. The Wild Bunch. You should. You'd like it. Um, definitely. You know, and it makes sense for this film as well. It's it's this band of brothers um who do fairly reprehensible things. Although you're supposed to like the Wild Bunch, you know, you're still supposed to root for them in that film, whereas you're obviously not supposed to root for right. these guys.
0: <laughs> but I mean I, I think De Palma is playing with like that meta awareness yes. of especially at the time, especially in two thousand seven, like Americans are conditioned to root for soldiers. Right. Um even even like when we know okay they're they're this war is unpopular like it's starting to get uncomfortable we we probably shouldn't be here that this is all just for oil it's it's like the cynical bullshit but like you know the the troops themselves like they they didn't ask for this so they're they're just stepping up and doing their best I I, I think he's operating on like that level mm-hmm. yeah no he he definitely and he knows that that is the
1: main narrative um. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I, mean, I think there's a part of him that does, I mean, he definitely, I, yeah, I don't know what he, his thoughts are in general. I mean, he was, he's anti-war. I know that because I watched one interview where he said he was against the war and all the lies. And he even said something that was very prescient, that once the Bush administration was over, uh, we would learn everything about this right. you know and we did right. we learned that the weapons of mass destruction was actually in the dossier that the british made um
0: literally from the film the rock uh the michael yep. bay film the rock. yep yep <laughs> jesus christ talk about fucking that that blows my fucking mind like the the fact that like the entertainment industry created this thing yep. and it just leveraged as something more real than truth is i don't know it's 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 unreal. It is unreal. You know, I think
1: actually the Iraq War only existed so Marvel movies could exist. Like, it's a self-fulfilling thing.
0: I mean, how the start, the genesis of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Iron, Iron Man. Man. Iron Man is a weapons manufacturer, and he he, he fights insurgents right. in, the, in the first movie. Like, yeah. those are the bad guys. So, they, cre-
1: they made the film The Rock, and they were like, listen, we're going to give this information to some British dolt. And then mm. they'll put this in a some, dossier. They'll go after Saddam. Prick. And
0: yep. then we can create the Marvel universe. Yeah. And, and we can pretend that it it's like all about this, this like technocrat awareness of like, oh, we have to, we have to do right and fight for good in the world, but we can't go overboard. We have to like maintain this weird, like machine neutrality, the centrism, Yeah, right. which, no, which is embodied sure. by the superheroes. It really so.
1: is. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, we got to stop talking about this. Mara. is not our superhero is, episode. Is... How do we do it every time? Um, it's, it's, it's my fault it's I brought okay. it up. Sorry. Although no, I was going to say it's, when we were talking about the uh, appointment for Samara, and I'll say it now instead, that um, uh, Death is a woman just like in Marvel. Oh, Thanos is in nice. love with. Yeah, yeah. You know? Which they dropped that for the movies. after the first one. Infinitely more interesting. Infinitely more interesting. Yeah. yeah. But that's, you know,
0: we'll talk about that in our, our pro concert. Yes. <laughs> yes we will <laughs> um i like how every camera shot in this movie every scene every like second every frame is from a diegetic source within the story yeah there, there's there's no like befitting the thematic uh message of the movie there, there's no like um there's no omnipresent or omnipresent there's no omniscient uh narrator yep. there's no like there's no camera that doesn't exist that the characters can't see. Exactly.
1: Yep. It's either the French documentary, it's a, or or Angels uh, camcorder. Um, we also see an Iraqi news source, mm-hmm. um, and we do see. I think we see like Al Qaeda. Yeah, we do see Al Qaeda video at one point.
0: We see some. We see some websites. Yeah, we see some websites. Those are fucking we great. See, we see Al Qaeda websites. We see like like wiki leaks like video drops or something we see um video chats between gabe and his father yep uh we see some random like security footage from at the u.s base
1: and we see um one of the, the the guy um the one who speaks up in the end his wife gabe is it gabe oh yeah yeah. I think it's the other guy. I, don't, I think Gabe is the one with glasses, and then the other guy, whose name I can't. Remember. Yeah, you're right. Fuck. There, there, there's another there's like guy. I actually good... didn't write his name down. Oh well, it's fine. <laughs> uh, all all, all, all,
0: tro- all troops look the same. They
1: do. Um, um, but yeah, the guy who speaks up at the end, who like cries at the end. Um, McCoy. Yes, McCoy. McCoy. Yeah, McCoy's wife. She has like the um, vet's wife blog. And she yeah. talks about a letter she got from him or an email she got okay, from I,
0: him. Okay, I I was conflating McCoy with Gabe. Yeah, they're very similar. I mean, um, Gabe
1: is also an educated person and, and McCoy is the educated yeah. guy.
0: M- McCoy, McCoy went to college and has a wife. Gabe is the one reading the Artsy-Fartsy book. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they call yeah. him, uh, like, private don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> don't ask, don't tell, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that, I mean that that that's good. I, I I really dig it from a storytelling perspective that like everything it, it it's it's like this like haunted manifesto like this like this Necronomicon of of sources and random footage existing just somewhere on Earth. Yeah, because like no no person would stitch this stuff together. No, like 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 this diverse collection of stories. It it does feel like a gestalt assemblage of of different cuts and different sources that actually do exist which make it all the more haunting right
1: definitely yeah
0: no i I mean it's it's
1: you could make an argument that this is a found footage film um just Mm -hmm. it's these different Uh, sources found
0: fiction found fictional
2: footage definitely
1: right well i mean all of all of all of found footage films are are fictional for the most part uh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. blair Witch didn't happen nick (laughs) <laughs> right it <I> didn't what <laughs> what that guy's head didn't come off at the end what um but but this is one where it's it's a narrative it's this a singular narrative but different sources of that found footage usually it's like one source right it's like one person like the zombie film wreck is just one mm. camcorder um yeah, and so, so like, same thing uh, with blair witch it's one camcorder
0: the jar jar abrams movie um yeah the monster on cloverfield
1: yep yep that's just the one guy that's the one friend at the party
0: yeah and 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 i i get the impulse to do that because like and and this was a huge odds thing too and we kind of touched on this in our uh, feed review um like the idea that it has to be like believable like it has to be like yeah okay so maybe the person carrying the camera will die but like someone else will pick it up and like it, it it feels like it actually happened because it you can see every beat by beat but like I, I really like what De Palma did here because it like I said, like it, it feels more complete and like darkly in touch with like the the, the dark spirit of, of the era of of the war. Um it it doesn't we don't need to see like oh how how the fictional filmmaker got all this footage and assembled it and right. put it together. Like mm-hmm. there there doesn't need to be the connective tissue. It's it's thematically connected which makes it more powerful.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and I think if people were to, you know, specifically some of the critics who who um you know were detractors of this film, if they were to reevaluate it, maybe they'd be more charitable. But fuck them. That's what we're here for. Um. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. Uh, agree. <laughs> fuck you, Ty Burr. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he might have been one of the ones who liked it. I don't know. But, but De-, yeah. De Palma's is weird. It's like there's never a critic who waffles on De Palma like there's every critic sticks with whatever they believe about De Palma like either they hate every single film but De Palma's ever made or they love every single film De Palma's ever made gotcha um, gotcha like for the most part Jonathan Roosevelt hates Brian De Palma films um he liked Femme Fatale and other than that like he did say this was one of the films that con- he was the most conflicted on for this Ooh. year was was redacted because he wanted to like it, much, but he didn't for much some reasons. Much like
0: the much like the U.S. population on the war itself, <laughs> he was conflicted <laughs> on the subject. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's a good barometer for the the population of the U.S. And, at large. Jonathan Roosevelt, Jonathan Roosevelt. This guy, who, like you read his work, and you're just like, what the fuck is this man saying half the time? <laughs> <laughs> he's,
0: he's good. Folks. He's, he's good. good. He is good. He's still writing yeah, too. We should, just like, not reviewed. We, really. we, we should tweet like his blog. Just should, like I don't know if he's on Twitter. Just, we should see. No, no, just like we we should just like tweet out things or just like talk about him. More. Yeah. we should. We should turn him into a meme. Yeah, you know?
1: maybe. Yeah, we should. He's great. Um, yeah. yeah, people have basically you know I mean not recently but some people have memed Armand White into existence in the last decade. So. <laughs> yeah, but he, I mean, he he's MAGA. He's oh yeah. yeah no, we so. don't want to do that. Um, But, uh, yes, I mean, there's some there's some important things to mention in this um, about the specific plot beats of this film as they are. Um, Right. The one of the best there's two or three checkpoint sequences. Um, One of them is really great. It actually shows you like the ideal of a car going through the checkpoint. Um, you know, they, they talk yes. about all the signs and they talk about how like actually a lot of um, Iraqi citizens are, are illiterate. So like what do these signs actually do for them? Do they actually understand um, even the the hand signals that the troops give them to either come forward yep. or to stop? Um, but they have one interaction that goes well. You know, the car stops in the right place. Um, but even like the best case scenario interaction, like the, the Iraqi citizens in the car are manhandled by the troops um they're frightened uh, the dog scares them because they have a bomb dog who sniffs you know a german Shepherd who sniffs their whole car so even the best case scenario they're they're terrorizing the population of this village they
0: they also the french crew makes a point of mentioning that um somewhere somewhere north of like 40 per, i think it was like either 40 or 60 percent but like, yeah, like a 45. significant proportion a uh, you, that you you know you're thinking of the you're thinking of the Rotten Tomatoes. No, boring. I think it was 45.
1: percent I think they said upwards of <laughs> 45% 45 percent were
0: illiterate. Okay, so a a significant minority, at least of the Iraqi population, is illiterate. Yes, yes. 45. it's like each the, tomato. They can't, <laughs> they can't read. They can't read the stop yeah shut your car off get out right even though they have them in
1: arabic and english and like french or something else um yeah. they probably can't read them so then we so we have that interaction so it kind of sets up what it should look like but then we have the worst case scenario interaction um where a car just starts speeding through the checkpoint and um i think it's it's a character, yeah, Reno, uh, Reno Flake, which is an incredible name. Great name, um, yes. Sergeant or whatever he is, Private Reno Flake is asleep at the, uh, like, 50 caliber, you know, uh, gun turret. And he wakes yep. up as the car is coming through the checkpoint and he lights him up. He just, just, just yep. demolishes this car and, and and those inside of it. Um, well, actually, he only kills the woman. There's a pregnant woman in the car who he kills. Yeah. Um, and her yep. brother, uh, we learn later, which, and this is really interesting, is when they go to the uh, I- the Iraqi journalist um, for the, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like Al Jazeera, basically, um, yeah. and, and she's talking to the brother about this instance, and he's like, oh, I thought they waved me through the checkpoint. I, I didn't right. understand what they meant. I don't
0: know why they and shot obvious- us. And he's like, obviously, I was going fast. My sister was in labor, right. and I needed to get her to the hospital, and then they were they were flapping their hands at me, so I thought it was okay. Right. Um, yeah. It's just a great scene, and it's just... Yeah. He sets it up so perfectly
1: with that yeah. first checkpoint sequence. Um, it's just, as always, like, I just... I find Brian De Palma to be, like, a master class in filmmaking. Um, in the yeah. same way that, you know... And people are going to hate me for saying this, but in the same way that Hitchcock was, I mean, Brian De Palma is really just, like, the you know the twisted version the joker-fied version of joker hitchcock uh that's, that's
0: good yeah because you know hitchcock's gothic and spooky like batman so <laughs> brad de Palma, his his mind was twisted by the modern age he became joker <laughs> oh, joker-pilled joker-pilled hitchcock that's good um but yeah you, you know you think of stuff like the the opening set piece of Snake Eyes, right? Yes, which I, I saw with you for the first time. That's right. When you were living in Boston, um yeah, amazing. Just un un uncut, unbroken, like nine nine minute, ten minute opening. Yeah, I think more um, maybe, but yeah, between ten and like fifteen. Thou- minutes. thousands of people in the crowd and just like very very technical and precise movements of the camera in space, it's 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 great. Yeah. Um.
1: So that's, that's one of the big events of this film. And that kind of, um, that also just builds like the animosity between, you know, the, mm. the soldiers and, and the, the, the townsfolk of, of Samara. Um,
0: two other, two other things that were kind of the build up to the, to the incident itself. Um, the kind of, a st- all, all the characters are kind of stuck characters, yeah. but it doesn't matter because it, because it works. Um, uh, but there's like the master sergeant and he's like, I, I'm a, I'm a three tour man. I've been here. I know all this shit, blah, blah, blah. You, you, you fucking idiots. You don't know what you're doing here. Um, he, he's berating one of the soldiers for not paying attention in an area they swept. And then he, um, he sits down in like an, it, it's like a pile of junk and he sits down on like a, a discarded sofa and then the sofa explodes. Yeah. Boom. Um, I, I was i was drinking my drink just when i was watching that and i knew just, just given the nature of the movie yeah. i knew like an, un, an unexpected IED was coming some at some mm-hmm. point but it's it's still shocking <laughs> i still choked at my drink like, there it is
1: yeah i mean it's okay. again it's it's to, to bring up hitchcock it's the hitchcock story of what is better you know if you see two women talking at a table and then it explodes or you see someone put a bomb under the table and then they keep talking and right. you wait for it to go off. They set up prior in other scenes yep. that there were IEDs yep. in this exact area of this this rubble. Yep. The exact the area. Yep. And then we also see that one like Al-Qaeda footage of like someone putting something in the rubble at night um, mm-hmm. on their website. So we know yep. like this is all going to happen eventually. At some and point, there, this will go off.
0: And the master sergeant is literally berating the guy about the threat of IEDs yeah. when it happened. It, it, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. If I can, if I can spoiler sp- being afraid of spoilers is bullshit. Like it just, that, that guy was dead. We knew it going. Oh We yeah. knew he was going to be blown up, but it's fine. It's great. It works. Yeah. No, it works works really um, well. Um, th- The other, the other small thing I want to mention before we get to the actual, um, the, the, the assault and everything is, um, early on, it's like one of the first shots, um, it's angels like just whipping his camera around in, in the barracks and one of the guys um the the two evil soldiers yeah. basically the two bad the two bad ones uh one of them is reading maxim which is like it, it, it's it's pretty common just like oh a nudie mag and having like uh porn stars on 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 plane cars oh yeah and yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah like 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 that that's kind of like old hat for war stuff for war movies Definitely. like um you know in world war Two they had like they painted their their favorite bombshells on the side of, on the side of bombers' fuselage and right. everything, like, kind of, kind of like, oh, our boys, like they, they need encouragement, kind of like that, that kind of like, sexual, like, encouragement, is, is very common for for the war wartime aesthetic. Definitely. But um, the other guy was literally watching porn on a tablet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and it, it's funny, it's like goofy, but like, I think. So the, just really, really quick aside. There, there was this this uh, blog I used to read called The Last Psychiatrist. Um, and apparently he was a real psychiatrist, but he he just wrote very incisively on like psychiatric and psychological issues. But like one of his big things was the way modern porn exists as like these like atomized quick clips of like very extreme sexuality, but it's actual like... It's it, like it's actual people like doing things on like on video right. as opposed to like images captured that has such a profound effect on the psyche of of young men and young boys who view this stuff. And so like I, I think that's like a very powerful inclusion like how, how casual mm-hmm. and how just matter of fact it was like oh yeah oh that that's that's that guy like he, he's such a perv he's just watching his porn right, right there like whatever. In, in the way that it was, like, like attention wasn't called to it. Like, the angel didn't even, like, zoom in on no. it with his camera. It was just, like, there as a matter of fact. Yep. Um, and I'm not trying to be, like, anti-porn. I'm not trying to be, like, even anti, like, internet porn or, or the way people consume it. But, like, the the fact that it was so seamlessly integrated into this wartime aesthetic evolving from, like... Oh, kind of more charming, sanitized ideas of like World War II, painting our painting our best gals on our bomber type thing. Um, it, it's like a it's like a lead up to what happens in this movie, I think.
1: Sure, and then you know, obviously with uh, with with Vietnam, and you know, you think of something like um, Full Metal Jacket, you know, um, mm. with the the, the prostitution um, yeah. and just a lot of a lot of Vietnam uh, films and just media and 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 the discussion of you know gi's and and vietnamese prostitutes um or sex workers i should say um yeah it's it's just it has kind of for every generation of each war it kind of builds and builds to um kind of that to to this
0: yeah i mean i I, jesus i can only imagine when when mecca biden's Fourth administration rolls around, like, and 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 we're embroiled in like some, some war on the on the on the Asian continent, and just, no, some proxy war, like probably in fucking New Zealand or something with <laughs> with China. Yeah. There, there, there's gonna be some glowing-eyed psychopath Zoomer with a gopro on his head like uploading his his kills <laughs> to Jesus. to twitch or something Probably. just like that's that and just like teabagging the the corpses that he, <laughs> he gets a, i don't know just you know if if we go with the theme of like yeah. gradual de- degradation yeah. well i mean
1: you said those words out loud now they're all gonna come true thank you <laughs> oh yeah true Lay <laughs> <Blade> of heaven <laughs> thank you yes
0: which i read this year it's
2: a good it's book. a good
1: yeah i want to it is I, good i haven't read any of le Guin stuff
0: she is good, very, very Canadian, but very good. Good,
1: cool. Yeah. You know what? That's all a um, boot because you're Canadian. Uh, oh.
0: hey, uh. You do say yes. a boot. I do. Um, so yeah, the basically all events come to a head where um, after this, after the master sergeant is killed, um, the two douchebag Confederate soldiers are they're they're drunk, they're playing poker with the whole squad. Uh, they're looking for trouble. Um, they they tell Angel to put his camera away. And he he puts it down on the table next to the poker table. Yeah. But obviously he leaves it running because so he wants to get footage. And the movie has to continue. Um, and event essentially they, they want to go out and rape um, this 15-year-old girl that they've had eyes on for a
2: while. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. She, she's uh, come through the checkpoint a few times. Um, there's a, a quick scene where... We see one of the Confederate guys, BB Rush, is the character's name. He's like the bigger guy. Um, yeah, he yeah. like he pats her down. They they have to, for the most part, anybody who like walks through the checkpoint or even drives through, like they have to pat them down for weapons. But he takes her to this like little tent, and he you know molests her basically. Yeah, he he's he's really patting yeah. her down,
0: like take, taking taking his time. Yeah. Um. So they and and earlier in the movie they they had also raided this house just looking for. Information, or yeah, whatever. just
1: a random raid on this house, and they arrested yeah. the father. Like they put him in a. The fa- yeah, the the
0: father is the father is not present for this. Yeah, um but yeah, they 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 essentially go out on a drunken night raid. Um, McCoy, uh, Gabe, the the nerdy guy, Gabe doesn't go. Gabe stays back. And, Gabe doesn't go. Yeah. McCoy goes, McCoy goes with them to try to talk them out yeah. of it. Angel records um,
1: on a very small, like nanny cam that he puts on his helmet. Right. Cause he doesn't want them right. to know he's actually recording. Um, and right. then the two Confederates uh, flake and rush. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Flake and rush. Yeah. They, they bust in. Yeah. And they, they hold up the whole family. um, And they, they threaten McCoy. They almost shoot McCoy and they, they force him outside. um, And then they rape the girl um flake shoots and kills the the mother the grandfather the sister um and then we we don't the the rape is pretty graphic we don't actually see it happen but like it it is very violent the the things we we do see happen yeah the
1: the lead up to the yeah is fairly graphic but I, I would say a lot of the the violence in this film is restrained for a, a Brian De Palma film. Um, yeah, like we don't see Flake Palma's... shoot the family; like we just hear it off screen.
0: Yeah, like like we, we see him like herding them into another room, and then the camera jumps back to some other things, and then we hear the the gunshots in the in the background.
1: Yeah, um, and even like when the guy gets blown up, you just like barely see his leg. Um, when they shoot the the car through the checkpoint, that's off screen as well.
0: There is one exception that we're building up to, and I'll, we'll we'll yeah. I'll mention it when we get yeah, there. Yeah, that, that one's graphic. You, you know yeah, what it is. That yeah, one's yeah. pretty graphic. Um, so yeah, th- this happens, uh, and then they they kill the girl that was they kill the victim yeah. that was raped. Um, also off
1: screen, we don't see that. Yeah, they talk about and it. And then
0: though. they they also mention that the house burns down, which is also off screen.
1: Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, they say that like insurgents Um, came out of nowhere, Sunni insurgents mm -hmm. came out of nowhere, and like and Shia insurgents as well. They fought each other and burned the house down.
0: (laughs) Well, no, I think I think that's a plot point. Yeah, because like they say it's Shia insurgents. I think that do it. Yeah, and then and then and then the father is like, "I'm Shia. Why would they do that to my house?" Right. Right. I I forget if if it's if it's if it's that exact breakdown, but it is something to that effect. Like. They, they confuse Sunni and Shia, and they say that insurgents attack the house.
1: Yeah, because yeah, the father, when he gets out of prison, says that, like, his father was Shia, so, like, right. somewhere down the right. line, he so was they, Shia, they, so they wouldn't right. actually attack him. Um, okay. Yeah. And then, like, there were other people in the neighborhood who saw the U.S. soldiers go into the house as
0: well. Not, not to mention McCoy, who is racked with guilt over this, and... And then we jump to his video conference with his father and his father mentions, we don't want this to turn into Abu Ghraib too.
1: Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Um, but I thought it was interesting that like his lawyer father would basically say like, Hey, we got to sweep this under the rug. You know, it's, I, I think that was an interesting wrinkle to the class politics, right? Because even yes, though yes. his son who is also college educated is, uh, you know, says, Hey, I saw this terrible thing and I should report it. His, you know, just as college educated father, this lawyer yep. says, "No, we should not bring this to light."
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I I got the sense that this guy was like his father had political ambitions for his for his kid, like, yeah. "Oh, you're we're going to put you through college, you're going to serve a tour of duty overseas, you're going to come home, you're going to be a lawyer, you're going to" Right. Yeah you're gonna have you're gonna have your life laid out for you
1: and, and his father was in the military as well i think it was yeah. like if you if you yeah. looked at the screens because it's like old school skype screens or whatever like there his icon was also like some kind of military icon as his like little and avatar.
0: his and mccoy calls him sir yeah
1: and mccoy calls him sir a lot yeah yeah
0: um what else Oh, oh yeah and then this is the other big event um angel gets psychiatric help he goes to the 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 psychologist on the base and he um he pretty tearfully confesses that he can't sleep he has nightmares yeah. of all this ha- of all this shit happening uh and he reaches out and he he touches the guy's hand which i thought was like a nice touch <laughs> it was a nice yeah. little moment like he, he 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 just holds the guy's hand and the guy holds his hand too which is you wouldn't expect to see that in most army no, for sure. movies i think yeah.
1: And characteristic of this genre. Um but then uh Angel Yeah, this is the big part yeah. gets abducted by Al Qaeda yeah. in, in broad daylight. <laughs> he's making a video <laughs> and he's like, hey man, just here in beautiful Samara and he's like backing up into the street and then like <laughs> a white van comes, two guys in kafia's come, they take him, he's like, Oh yep. shit. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it's actually comical.
0: It's because then they slam the door shut and the van the van peels yeah, off. Yeah. And um we sit there because we're we're looking through the camera Brain. still. In BB, he walks uh, on the other side of the yeah. street. He's just walking over. He's just like ambling and he looks over and he hustles across the street. He's dodging traffic. This takes like a minute. Yeah. He like he runs over and he's like, Hey man, is this is this camera is this Angel's camera? <laughs> he's like, Angel, where are you? Where are you, man? <laughs> yeah. Um but then we find out al-Qaeda murders angel they they cut his head off they do a live execution on tape the the kind that was pretty common yeah um in the in the iraq war um and we actually see angel getting his head cut off while he's still alive and it's pretty fucking brutal it's,
2: it's uh, brutal
1: um but like we don't see the knife
0: goes through
1: his right. neck so that's something right. there's some restraint <laughs>
0: It it, it it is as restrained as an on screen decapitation can be. Yes.
1: I think that's that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um Yeah, no, it's um but it's it's pretty bloody. I mean you see spurts of blood. Uh yeah. and then you see his decapitated head. Um, they hold it up to the camera at yeah. the end of the scene.
0: Uh I imagine that they actually held the actor up and then they just composited his body out. Yeah, because it, it looked good. Like it looked like it looked it, really good. Head. It Yeah. And and there there was only like a few inches of of negative yeah. space mm-hmm. beneath his neck. They they must have just cut that out of the yeah. of the frame.
1: Yeah. Because there's no way they had the budget to like there's no way ahead. they made yeah.
0: <laughs> they made a, a what what's what's this guy's name? A a head of uh Izzy, Izzy DS. <laughs> yeah. If they did, I mean, hopefully he could keep it. Yeah, if they uh, did, that's cool. the best prop of all right. time.
1: Yeah, I know uh, David Thewlis was able to keep uh, some heads that uh, were, were made of him um, in two movies that he was decapitated in. He says that's oh, the yeah. weirdest of the uh, of the props he has. Two of his own decapitated heads. Oh, are you kidding <laughs> me? If if I
0: was ever in that position, I would do
1: that. Oh, RV. it'd be so cool. Yeah, yeah it'd be yeah. so cool. Um. So yeah, the the end of the movie is basically, um, the investigation into the incident. Um, you know, we have interviews with Rush, interviews with, um, I guess maybe all of them or maybe just Rush, Flake and McCoy.
0: I don't think we see an interview with Gabe. No, I don't think so. Gabe is pretty, he's gone by this point from the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so McCoy brings charges against them, um, flake and rush um they they try to conspire to come up with like a, a story yeah but of of course it doesn't work they're they're you, they can't keep that straight no. um i i get the point of making them so like overtly and clumsily xenophobic and racist but it, it it was a little too like heavy-handed and clunky yeah. It it's the one thing like, that wrangles
1: me about their portrayal yeah like, like about this film I, I
0: i i wish they had been a little less cartoonishly racist yep. and and the good soldiers had been a little more realistically racist yep. definitely
1: yeah that's my problem with just of war too. like Sean Penn and John C. Riley are just
0: like, so cartoonish, like monstrous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like unbelievable, unbelievably monstrous. Like, like just like spread the bigotry around a little bit, like definitely make the people who need to be more vocally racist, xenophobic, make them that, but like not, not like a captain planet villain, not like cackling.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because the only other character who's like super racist is the master sergeant who gets blown up.
0: Yeah, like yeah, he's, yeah, yeah.
1: He's also cartoonishly racist. Like he, yeah. I think him, Rush, and Flake are the only ones who like say "sand n word." You know, like they're the only yeah. three who yep. use that term. Um yep. But like, realistically, probably
0: all of them would say that. Like, and and this movie does such a good job of like driving home just how common this kind of violence is, and how like potentially. Any anyone given a gun in that situation, like you might do it if but for the grace of God, if like certain factors hadn't gone differently in right. your life and like, like 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 it really humanizes the violence in a very scary way. It, it But like the second that they start ranting about like, oh, we're on the front lines here, like preserving white America from these Arab yeah. devils, it's like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. we get we get it. Yeah. We get it. Like <laughs> that's when it becomes like amateur
1: theater. You know, that's yeah. where it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Brian de Palma is perhaps not the best screenwriter um mm. and yeah. these guys are probably not the best at improv if there was any improv right
0: right if it, it would have been so much more impactful of an ending if if they had like not necessarily broken down but like been more self-pitying almost sure. like yeah or or even or even like like i'm trying to be here like i i'm sacrificing the best years of my life like for these people and like like they can't even like appreciate my second. Like if there had been, if if they had humanized the breakdown a little more rather than just like make it make it like a a a monstrous cartoony diatribe. Yeah. You yeah. know?
2: they
1: tried with some of the dialogue, but yeah, it just it, it usually just you know the inevitability is they say something you know, cartoonishly racist. Um, yeah, and then McCoy. The last time we see McCoy, he is at a bar with his family. And like someone asks him like about a war story, and he just he basically tells them what happened. Um, right. And I liked what happens at the end of this. Like instead of the, them being like, "Wow, that's a downer," they all like start clapping for him. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, Sergeant McCoy, yep. yeah, let's yeah, real American hero here." And like everybody in the bar like starts clapping. It's like, what the yeah, fuck is wrong with America? Because <laughs> like even
0: in that mindset, it's like, yeah, like you told the truth. You came forward. You you're the you're the model of a real soldier. You did what like has to be done. Right. But, like, there's there's no conception that people were raped and killed for that story to happen. Right.
1: Exactly. Like, no one, you know, they they don't want to, um, you know, come to terms with that reality that, you know, these yeah. things were basically done in their name, um, yeah. you know, for freedom and, and, and all that. Um, for freedom fries, of course. It's the reason why and we went and to oil. Uh, yeah. The oil for o- oil, the, truffle, oil. the truffle oil for the fries. <laughs> I was <laughs> just going to say that. You <laughs> stole it out of my mouth. Fuck you. <laughs> End of episode. <laughs> End of episode. Um, Uh-oh. but yeah. Well, oh, my favorite part is oh the, yeah, uh, yeah, anarchist girl who yells into the camera.
0: Yeah. yeah oh my god. Yes. My <laughs> she was she was great. The 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 budding occupy uh, leader there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She she yells about
0: just usual leftist stuff. Yeah. Why why should pig American soldiers? Why do their lives matter more than than Iraqi? Sit at people's yeah. lives. All, all just. Yeah. It was. It was good stuff. She. She. She has a V for Vendetta mask somewhere in her. room oh, yeah. I'm sure.
1: She's actually. Um. She's been a ton in a ton of stuff. She is a character in Orange Is the New Black. Um. Oh, she's kind of one okay. of the weaselly ones in that show. Um. And that's, she What's usually pops up as like a kind of weaselly character.
0: So she she's kind of typecast. Yeah yeah um i'm looking here what's um if you go to the imdb and
1: like look at more i'm it's looking,
0: tattooed yeah. girl
1: i think is tattooed girl <laughs>
2: give her a name.
0: <laughs> hell yeah um i guess i should do a controlled effort tattoo um but yeah that's tattooed kid tattooed kid yes that's right abigail savage abigail savage her name. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah yeah oh yeah okay yeah i I never watched Orange is the New Black, but I've seen a few episodes.
2: Well, then you yeah. watched
0: it. I, I I I wasn't a
1: religious right. watcher sure, of sure. Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but she's she's in a good handful of them. For yeah, the no, first she's, she's seasons, in a bunch of stuff. At least what I've seen.
0: Honestly, her and the guy I mentioned earlier probably have the most successful careers of any of the actors oh, yeah. in this
1: movie. by far. <laughs> by far, She, I think she's been in the most, you know, just a good character actor. Oh, yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that's... uh. That's the film. Oh, and then importantly, it ends on um, actual stills, yes. actual photographs of actual horrific war crimes perpetrated on the Iraqi people by by the soldiers yeah. of this country. It's,
1: it has a title card that says "Collateral Damage," and then it says "Actual photographs from the Iraq War," and this is where the loathsome content comes in because there's yep. two yep. photographs that are not from the iraq war there's two photographs that are from the movie redacted and i just like i don't know if Brian de palma like didn't see that if he didn't get the final cut on that If it's like just some enterprising editor or assistant editor just threw these in there but there is a picture and it is of the actress who plays the pregnant woman who gets shot in the movie and then the the final shot of this movie is like this just weirdly doctored photo perhaps entirely like cgi photo of um the the girl who gets raped and murdered like her dead body yeah um burned to a crisp with like this you know horrified uh face and mouth agape and her her legs splayed out um and like that's the last shot of the movie but we know that's not an actual photograph from the Iraq war. That's a, that's a
0: photograph of an actress from a movie, the movie we just watched. I, I suppose you could make kind of like an avant garde argument that like the claim is they're standing in for countless unknown atrocities that would have happened. But like the whole, the whole point of this movie is like to they say it in the movie. Oh, truth is the first casualty of the war. Right. So like it 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 undercuts that message by doing that. So that that should not have been in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's. I think it's just something.
1: I, Brian De Palma probably wanted to say something about yeah, like you know, that that old phrase like uh, "film is uh, lies at twenty four frames per second. I think I think yeah. Truffaut said that. Yeah, or or Godard, one of those Frenchies um so maybe he was trying to reference that in a way it's like hi ah, you thought i actually told you the truth
0: here with this story book you it's all fake. <laughs> but i or to to reference our our, our buddy abigail with the with her view vendetta mask in her room like artists use lies to tell the truth like that i, I some kind of like lofty notion yeah. of that. but it like like i was saying like it it, it does undercut that that line that's spoken near the beginning of the movie that truth will be the first casualty of the war, yeah, yeah. McCoy says um, that, right? Yeah, uh, it might maybe it was maybe Gabe. Gabe, I forget. Yeah, I
1: don't know, one of the white guys who's that college educated, yeah, one of the co- one of the
0: one of the college educated bougie yeah. guys who, who who knows the definition of the word regatta. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: so you know, this 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 film has its problems, but um. I'd recommend it to anybody. Well, we'll get
0: to those. Actually, we'll get to the recommendations. We'll get there. <laughs> or, or, uh, point of order, please, please, point of order first. Robert's uh, rules of, of note. order here, guys. Yes. Uh, Nick's rules of De- order. De- De- Bri- Brian's,
1: Brian's rules of order. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So let's go. I just have one worker of note. Uh, his name is William Cameron, and he is the animator of the opening and I I assume closing titles of the film. Oh, nice. Um, nice. It has one of those like. 2000s uh opening titles where it's so it's like words on like a, from like a military document and then you see the redaction lines you know the the, the dark yeah, marker yeah, yeah. go over certain words uh certain phrases and then everything but the letters to the word redacted are covered yep and then those come out so
0: 2000s so era 2000s. like but it's so good. It. It's so I good. I love
1: it. I love everything about it. Um it's just very 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 born. Very yes. uh, But yeah, it's just it's just cool. It's just a cool thing. I love weird quirky titles like that. Um so
0: yeah, no, it e- e- even if this didn't work out as well as it did, I would still appreciate it. Yeah. Like e- if if it was if it just came across as as awkward, I would still like it, but it it it, do, it does work. I think it works. Yeah. Um yeah.
1: so that's that's our one worker of note
0: besides Brian De Palma we but don't say yeah. yeah besides besides De Palma the God <laughs> um our closing thoughts for our broke woke and bespoke recommendation uh for my broke recommendation I would say um this is gonna sound really pretentious and, and arrogant but there's really no other way to say it just a political people who who still don't know what the Iraq war was um Cause there, there are a lot of people I'm, I'm related and I'm friends with a lot of people yeah. who Same. probably couldn't tell you when the Iraq war began, who couldn't tell you even, even like the Bush lies yeah. of why that war happened sure. or, 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 or even like point to the, the, the monetary and geopolitical real reasons behind why that war happened. Um, and, and and I do say this with as much love and respect for those people as I can, but, like, it's a – it was a big event. <laughs> it was a big, big – Yeah. It was a big war, like, in terms of global politics and, and, and the geopolitical bounds of power, it, it was a big fucking – It's also thing. still happening. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, yes, Jesus Christ. Like – Not it, over. It, it It is an extremely thorny and complex issue, and, and this movie is a good gateway into it. And – not not to be a total cuck and chill for another podcast, but like, just listen to. I I, I have recommended uh, blowback to a number of other people, um, and, and I've gotten nothing but like appreciation in in response. Like yeah. people say, like this this is a good show. Just it, it, is. it it's indispensable listening. It's better than listening to our podcast or even watching this movie. But
1: if you don't have, it, uh, well, uh, listen, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. edit that, redact that, redact it, redact it. <laughs> <laughs> um I yeah, I will I will do that I promise. Um
0: but um no we have, we have to leave that whole
1: joke in. Yeah, no, it's, it's exactly. Good, I have good to good now. Communic- I got to redact us saying these things.
2: Oh. <laughs> the show must go on. That's rule 0 um, for the podcast. But
1: you know, if 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 you have the time to listen to I think most episodes are about an hour or so for blowback. It's worth it. Yeah, um, and
0: and they're entertaining. They, they, are. they have like It's not like gut-busting laughter, but like chuck like jokes and like humorous observations and then little sound drops yeah. of like the Irishman themes they have good you know?
1: sound drops for sure um yeah. they also have uh H. John Benjamin playing Saddam yeah <laughs> and <laughs> yes. uh, uh Adomian playing Bush but in it's, their mwah. I think it's their first mwah. episode just, or just their kiss. trailer episode yeah it's great Scary, I, I, I think
0: it's the first episode and at least a couple of years. They, they have they come exchange. Back, Yeah, exchange. Yeah, um, the production value is tough. Yeah, reach. no, it,
1: it is great. I mean, Brandon James, he's he's a great producer. Um, But enough about a not pro-con podcast. Um, <laughs> so our woke recommendation, this is for you Zoomers out there. So uh, a lot of you Zoomers, if not the majority of you, were born after uh, 9-11. Um, if you were born before you are Probably pretty young and don't remember it.
0: My brother was alive, but he was like he innocent. was like one, like two, less than less I mean, yeah. like months, a months old. Wow, no, damn! Actually, oh, funny, funny anecdote. Uh, funny anecdote from from the Nick lore. Um, I was in New York in August of two thousand one. Damn. <laughs> uh, and there's a picture my dad has of me wearing. A child carrying backpack with my brother in it. Damn. Looking at, at the, the Twin Towers. Holy shit. Yes. yes. Wow. You. We never actually went there. Uh, we we went to like the Empire State Building, but we didn't go to the okay. the, the, the World Trade Center. Yeah. So you did not. But yeah, I just
1: telling me is this is what you're telling me.
0: We if if you look really closely, Paul has a has a rangefinder that yeah. Is a <laughs> Case in the joint.
1: <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah. Uh. I. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I'm from New York, so. 9 11, blah 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 stories about oh, 9 no, 11. Yeah, sh- I don't know. care. Uh, whatever, redact. 9/11. Yep. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I'm gonna, that's going to be redacted. I'm going to redact that part. I guess redact on this podcast. <laughs>
0: oh, that's for patrons.
1: That's for patrons. Uh, um, that's for patrons only. Yeah, I'm not going to tell my sob stories of what I, you know, people I know what they experienced during 9-11 but uh not fun stuff but um most of the zoomers i know don't really have those kind of stories um they don't have a lot of the framework for what the iraq war is um in a similar way that like gen x and millennials didn't really have a framework for like the vietnam war and we learned a lot of that exactly uh via movies um apocalypse now hamburger hill um you know um What's the one? The big one? The Kubrick one?
0: <laughs> oh, Full Metal, full metal jacket. jacket.
1: We literally said it earlier. Uh, my brain's not actually actually all j- cylinders right now. So
0: I just saw Apocalypse Now. Oh start yeah, to finish recently for the, for the first time like two like, weeks oh, ago. Yeah, yeah, two weeks ago.
1: It's a great film. Um, it's good. It's good. Um, they all have their problems, but you know, so does every film ever made. Um, yeah, except Gremlins Two, masterpiece, no problems at all. Yes, uh, true. Very. But you know um we learned about the vietnam war through cinema and so i think yeah. zoomers you know if you're not going to watch if you're not going to listen to blowback um you might as well uh start watching iraq war films and the good ones because they're ter- they're terrible ones you know um they're
0: oh yeah the big old katherine biglow yeah
1: the the two that she made um the hurt locker Lock zero dark 30 the big the bigger piece of propaganda right. um that right. says torturing people that, that's- is actually good
0: <laughs> Yes, <laughs> torturing people got us bin, bin Laden. Laden. Yeah. That, that's what the... Yeah,
2: fuck.
1: yeah. So, um, you know, this is if you're gonna start watching Iraq War films to kind of get an understanding of it, start with Redacted. Um, I there's really there's not a lot of good ones. A lot of them are really terrible. Um, watch oh, watch Joe Dante's film Homecoming. Actually, mm, um, it was okay. made for TV. Um, it was made for the Masters of Horror, uh, mini series and it is about uh soldiers who come home turn into zombies
0: we have to do yeah, that one for the show it's great we, that, that that's a must yeah, it's like, a
1: must. i agree um jesus yeah it's it's his better maybe, um, maybe we
0: we maybe we should do that next That should be <laughs> our next this, movie?
1: this whole month is just <laughs> iraq war month <laughs> iraq war
0: month <laughs> hey celebrating biden's victory oh baby God, he voted for that true. shit he
1: did he was yeah he was a big proponent of it let's go joe let's go to iraq joe Jeez, well we're gonna be there for another four years that's for sure um yeah, yeah that's all i got bespoke
0: <laughs> yeah 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 um bespoke recommendation uh f- the chuds in your life who are susceptible to propaganda Th- this is kind of similar to my broke recommendation for the, the apolitical people but, and most um, of
1: our bespoke recommendations in general but
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's okay. it's always a crap shoot, but like no it's the math. this is what it, we do you know this is our right 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 consistency I, th- I think you could sell this to some to some chuds and, and by chuds i know that uh, god fucking internet has destroyed my brain yeah most people don't that, even that know short... what
1: chuds means that's amazing i, I never think so about it chud, myself
0: <laughs> yeah so ch- chud is short chud comes from a movie like a like a b mm. horror science yeah, fiction movie 80s. it means cannibal humanoid underground dweller yep. um and, and 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 kind of the the dirtbag lefty chapo parlance has has used that as shorthand for like Trump supporters, yeah. MAGA people, MAGA, MAGA um, chuds, You hear that together? Na- na- nationalist psychopath freaks, because yeah. they are. Uh, we we all know some of them, even if you're not related to some of them. Um, I I think you could like smuggle this into into the into their viewing rotation at some point. Well, you know, it's it- a
1: war film and some of them are anti-Iraq war. I mean,
0: you know, Trump did run on that's, that. Um that that's what I mean. Like I it, it's it's a careful balance cuz like you don't want to you, you don't want to like excuse the nationalist xenophobic frankly fascism of of these people of no, no, no matter how friendly you are with them at Thanksgiving. Um but like they they're not inhuman and they can be reached it's just like you don't want to waste time on doing that on something that's probably futile so like if you can throw them a few movies just in conversation hey hey uncle uncle mark you you love you love war movies i saw this one movie the other day it's about iraq yeah there's not a lot of movies about iraq war but yeah you should check it out sometime redacted boom Boom. that's it done Throw, throw it out throw it out there do not waste time trying to convince Trump supporters. Do not waste your energy or your life trying to trying to change them. They're they're it's a it's a it's a it's a matter of faith for them. But like if if you can introduce some you know some little some little seeds of doubt into there casually, do it.
1: Yeah, you know, and and probably for the ones who are more on the precipice, right? Not the ones who have time yeah. totally just entered the void um, of Trumpism. I mean. It's, I think I mean, it's hard to get some of those back, those people back.
0: Th- this will never happen. But like, if a, if if I was talking with a very ardent Trump supporter, and he asked me for a recommendation for a war movie, I would say this: like, like, it it will never happen. But like, I I can envision circumstances kind of similar to that happening with with people who are, are like related to diehard Trump supporters. So you're doing a
1: Sam Harris thought experiment, is what
0: you're telling? You. Yes. <laughs> we should torture Trump supporters <laughs> and make them watch this movie Clockwork Orange style. Yes. We should force them. Ludovico <laughs> their asses yeah, with yeah. redacted. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah, but, but, yeah no, this movie. This movie is great. This movie is. This movie is great. It is. It, it, it's. It is really good. Is. I'm, I'm glad I watched it. Good. It 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 uses the weirdo kind of early internet stuff to its advantage very like remarkably well yeah i I, um, I think it's
1: brian de palma was ahead of his time with this one um absolutely and really just maybe the only time he was ahead of his time i think sometimes he um he's a bit yeah. too much in the past uh, yes
0: <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he totally can be yeah but
1: no it's 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 a good film i always tell people to watch it, it if they're chuds or not um i just i say watch redacted if if you have the stomach for it i get it. it's not for everybody so you know
0: well that, that that's that's what our recommendations were broken down by the apolitical the the lefties and the chuds yeah. they, they could all benefit from watching this movie very true all right you want to do our social media plugs uh i do want to do our social media plugs um check us out uh obviously on twitter uh we are at proletarian c that is the word proletarian and then the letter c no spaces periods or anything else um if you like our content you should uh, subscribe to us on our patreon uh we are at patreon.com slash pro underscore con no spaces uh facebook just search for proletarian contrarian you should find us pretty easily or don't because and we almost on, never
1: use it but <laughs> correct but, I mean, hey, send us your boomer hurt. family members Like that's the best send, thing yeah. that I can say about our Facebook <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: Um, find us on Instagram we are proletarian period contrarian no spaces uh, we post a lot of uh, Celeste content Celeste is our mascot uh, our, our feline mascot um, and also check out our letterbox um, at pro underscore con no spaces
1: yeah, I um I try to update that. I
0: tried uh, we all try to update know, these pretty regularly. <laughs> you know what? G- give me the login for the letterbox you'll put some of your I, I, stuff I mean, too. I've, sounds good. I watched I watched Mishima. I watched Blade Runner the other the other day with 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 my roommate. Um cool. Coop of uh of Mechanic and Conscious Happy Hour. Yes. Shout out. But yeah, no, uh just I I've been, I've been watching movies. I've been I've been I have, I have a film oh, podcast. I've hey, been watching movies. This
1: guy over here watches hey, movies. Hey, I'm watching movies over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll add some, I'll add some uh, shit. That check out fun. Nick's other podcast that um, I'm legally oh, not allowed fuck, to yeah, say yeah. because I am uh, not.
0: <laughs> it is the one true pod. Um, hold on. let me. Where can me people find me. it? Is it only on SoundCloud? Is it
1: Let's on see. Apple Podcasts? One second, I'm looking that <laughs> Folks, he doesn't do the administrative side of that podcast either. <laughs> I do <know. laughs>
0: Hey, I'm doing double duty. I can't. I can't be involved with that shit. But yeah, my my other podcast is a um, is a podcast focused on uh, religion. We have three hosts. We we are all some some variation of Catholic. We we consume media and talk about it uh, through a, a Catholic lens. Uh, it is One True Pod. We are on Twitter at at one underscore true underscore pod uh you can also find us on patreon it's linked on the twitter but um it is the number one and then true pod on patreon that's easy yeah no spaces but yeah uh thank you uh everyone for bearing with us on our unexpected (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on our unexpected and um somewhat projected break but it was it was good for us i, I feel refreshed this was good like getting back into it movie yeah, i think
1: i agree no it was a necessary hiatus for i think both of us yeah
0: um oh yeah i i, I was so fucking burnt out yeah I, I needed it me too um so
1: we hope to actually get to episode 100 this year um and i think we are on track so far yeah no, so uh, I'm feeling good I'm feeling. And this Google, is ninety-six, uh, so only four more. Yeah. A hundred.
2: Well well
0: I I'm down to keep the show going for as long as I'm alive, honestly. Just keep keep on trucking. No Rona for us. <laughs> yes. Uh well, thank you everyone for listening again. Um watch more Brian De Palma, specifically redacted, and we will see you next time. We'll see
1: you then, folks. In the not too redacted future.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thank you for watching us tonight on this Veterans Day. A very important question for you why is the far left putting military and all americans in danger that is the subject of this evening's talking points memo first the background when president bush defeated al gore in two thousand some americans thought bush stole the election and the hatred set in then 9/11 happened and most americans supported the president when he aggressively went after al qaeda and their enablers then came iraq again most americans supported the action but the far left did not Subsequently, the Iraq war became extremely difficult and the far left became increasingly strident and bitter towards Mr. Bush. And even though things are getting better in Iraq, that bitterness is still in play. So now we have a situation where some Americans are putting all of us in danger because they hate Mr. Bush so much. Texas billionaire Mark Cuban, who owns the Dallas Maverick basketball team, has financed a movie that portrays American soldiers in Iraq as murderers and rapists. There is no question this film will incite anti-American hatred around the world, but Cuban doesn't seem to care and has lashed out at me for reporting the situation.
0: Well, this guy's never seen the movie, but he's out there threatening Mark Cuban, if you really
3: All right. This is for you, Mr. Cuban. I would never sit through a movie that shows American troops raping and murdering a 14-year-old girl. Ever. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. While you're dancing with the stars, sir, hundreds of thousands of brave military people are risking their lives so you can do the mambo without fear of some terrorist blowing you the hell up. Your arrogance is horrifying. During World War II, President Roosevelt might have incarcerated Mark Cuban, and General Patton would have slapped the tar out of him. But today, Cuban's anti-American actions are ignored in many quarters. That must change. So I am asking Dallas Maverick ticket holders to bring signs to the arena that say, support the troops. Very simple. No negative just support the troops that way Cuban might get the message and if any movie theater in your neighborhood shows this vile film redacted let's stand out in front of the theater with the same sign support the troops even if you disagree with the Iraq war even if you dislike President Bush no loyal American should support an enterprise that incites hatred against America